Please turn in your Bibles to the book of Exodus, uh, to the book of Exodus and uh, chapter 34, we'll then go to uh, Hebrews chapter 12 also uh, for a short reading. Uh, So first of all, Exodus chapter 34 verses uh, 1 through 10 and uh, then also the last verse of that chapter. And then we'll be turning to Hebrews chapter 12. Hear God's Word. Now the Lord said to Moses, Cut out for yourself two stone tablets like the former ones, and I will write on the tablets the the words that were on the former tablets which you shattered. So be ready by morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai. And present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No man is to come up to you, nor let any man be seen anywhere on the mountain. Even the flocks and the herds may not graze in front of that mountain. So he cut out two stone tablets like the former ones, and Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him And he took two stone tablets in his hand. The Lord descended in a cloud and stood there with him as he called on the name of the Lord. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands and who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. Moses made haste to bow low toward the the earth and worship. And he said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray, let the Lord go along in our midst, even though the people are so obstinate, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us as your own possession. Then God said, Behold, I am going to make a covenant before all the people. And then verse 28, So so he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights and did not eat bread or drink water. And he wrote in the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And if you would, uh, keep your place in uh, Exodus 33, and uh, turn with me to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, a few verses in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12, 18 and following. Hebrews 12:18 and following. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and to a blazing fire and to darkness and gloom and a whirlwind and to the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoken to them. And they could not bear the command if even a beast touches the mountain, it will be stoned. 
And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, and to Jesus, the meter mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Let's pray. Father, thank You for uh, this Your Word. We are uh, grateful for it. And we uh, pray again that You'd be pleased to uh, graciously abide among us to apply Your covenant Word to our hearts, uh, to make Your presence known, to reveal Yourself to us, and to affirm Your covenant love with us. Be pleased to bless us to this end as Your people, we pray. In the good name of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord. Amen. Uh, if you look at your bulletin uh, once again and the uh, order of worship, the uh, items uh, in the order of worship uh, at first glance uh, seem to be uh, a list of things that uh, we do uh, as a congregation uh, when we come to uh, worship together. Uh, a sort of an agenda uh, through which we pass as we uh, come to worship. Uh, but now zero in on uh, the first item uh, of the order of worship and the last item in the order of worship. The first item is uh, actually uh, the call to worship. And uh, the call to worship is really uh, God's call uh, to you and to me to come to Him, to enter into His presence. And the benediction at the end of the service is uh, something, again, which God does. It's God's blessing upon us as His people. And uh, these bookends, as it were, on the order of worship set the tone for uh, our worship together. Because actually, uh, you see, our worship involves more about what God is doing and more about what God is actually up to than what we do. We, we tend to think of it as things that we do. And we neglect too often, I think, what God is up to and what God is doing. And part of the point of the text in Exodus 34 is that we come to a better understanding of what God is up to in our worship and that we ought to come into His presence where He meets with us and reaffirms His covenant love with us. And so that's basically the idea of what I want you to get this morning in our sermon. 
uh, that uh, the worship is more about what God is up to and what God is doing in our midst. Uh, we go back to Moses now in uh, Exodus 34. And uh, we find out, first of all, that uh, God calls Moses up to Mount Sinai. And in a moment, I want to go back to uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, where we are called uh, to Mount Zion. And uh, there's a connection that's made there. We're not called uh, to uh, Sinai, but we're called to Mount Zion. And the Bible is making a connection between the two. Uh, so we begin with the fact that Moses is called up uh, to Mount Sinai. Listen again to Exodus 34. Now the Lord said to Moses, Cut out for yourself two stone tablets like the former ones, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the former tablets which you shattered. So be ready by morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No man is to come up with you, nor let any man be seen anywhere on the mountain. Even the flocks and the herds may not graze in front of the mountain. Moses, come up on the mountain and cut out for yourself two tablets of stone like the tablets that you shattered. Uh, when you came down from the mountain before and you saw the people in idolatrous worship before the golden calf, cut out two tablets of stone and bring them up on the mountain and present yourself there to me on the mountain. Now, uh, keeping this in mind, uh, look again at uh, Hebrews chapter 12. And... Uh, how the connection is made in Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, first of all, verse 18. For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched, and to a blazing fire, and to darkness and gloom and a whirlwind. No, you haven't come to a mountain that you can reach out and touch. Uh, verse uh, 22. But you, uh, the writer to the Hebrews is speaking to the likes of you and me, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. No, you haven't come to Sinai. You... Uh, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, as you are assembled as the church of God, have come to Mount Zion. You have come to the God who is the judge of all. You have come to Jesus Christ, the mediator of a new covenant. This is the direction that the writer to the Hebrews is taking us. And the touchstone again is Exodus chapter 34. So let's turn back there and see how all of this works out. Exodus 34 again. You are called not to Sinai, but to Zion. And so, each Lord's Day, what do you do? 
as the assembled church of the living God, you come together in Mount Zion. That's what this place is. That's what God is telling you and me. And so every Lord's Day, make your way. Make your way to Mount Zion. Come to Mount Zion. Mount Zion, of course, in the Old Testament, was the place of the temple. And the Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 6.16 that we are the temple of the living God. That we are a special dwelling place of God in the Spirit. This is what Paul tells us at the end of Ephesians chapter 2. He, he says that the whole church... The church universal is being built up into a temple. And he points to the Ephesians and he says, You too are being built into a special dwelling place of God in the Spirit. And so, applying what Paul says, I may say to you, dear friends, you are being built together as a special dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Dear congregation, this is the case. And so why do you make your way on the Lord's Day to Mount Zion? Because here, here, in a special way, the Lord meets with you. Again, look at Exodus 34 and verses 4 and 5. So he cut out two tablets of stone like the former ones, and Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and he took two tablets, two stone tablets in his hand. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him as he called upon the name of the Lord. Moses cut the two tablets and he took those two tablets of stone and he went up on Mount Sinai. You and I, again, don't come to Sinai, but we come to Zion. And and what do we bring with us? We bring our own hearts into the worship and service of God. And the prayer is that God will write His Word on our hearts. Those of you who have been here often will recall that after James, our pastor, reads the Scripture, he often says something like this, And now may the Lord inscribe His Word on our hearts forever. And so we come to Zion and Uh, What do we do? We also uh, bring uh, the Word of the Covenant with us. As Moses took the tablets and God would inscribe the covenant on those tablets, we bring His Word which is already inscribed for us and gives us good direction to follow and guides us in our worship. And the Lord meets with us here. As verse 5 tells us, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with Him. God said to Moses, present yourself to Me on the mountain. And in a similar way, you see, we have the great privilege of gathering together as God's people and presenting ourselves 
to the living God as an assembly, as the church of the firstborn, as those who have come into the presence of Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant. And friends, our God commits Himself to be here with us. Again, as the Apostle Paul says, we are the temple of the living God. And the Apostle quotes from the Old Testament in Leviticus 23 at that point, and he says to bear out the fact that the Lord is with us, that God says to us, I will be your God, and you will be my people, and I will dwell in your midst. And part of the purpose for our gathering together is to actually meet with the living God and to hear His voice and to hear His Word saying to us, You are My people. I am your God through Jesus Christ who shed His blood on the cross so long ago. And I commit Myself to dwell among you and to be with you. This is a wonderful prospect. And as you and I have the privilege of coming and meeting with the living God and with Jesus Christ the Lord, He says that He will reveal Himself to us. This is the pattern again that we see in Exodus 34. Look, if you will, at verses 8 and 9. Uh, uh, well, I, I should uh, uh, step back, shouldn't I? Uh, getting ahead of myself here. Verses 6 and 7. Then the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands and forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and the fourth generation. Moses presents himself on the mountain and God comes to him. And uh, the Lord says, the Lord God, compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth. And He says the same to you and to me. He says, pronouncing His name, the Lord, the Lord God. The Lord, He is God. That's the the ancient Jewish confession. There are many gods, but it's the Lord, the great I Am, who is God. And He says the same to you and to me. And He says to you and to me, revealing Himself, I am a compassionate God. I am a covenant-keeping God. I am a God who embraces you as My people through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord. And as you come to Me, and as I reveal Myself to you, You may know that I am a God who keeps covenant 
with thousands and ten thousands. And I do so by forgiving their iniquity and their guilt and their sin. And so God says to you, as you come into His presence, I am a compassionate God, and I do, because of what Jesus Christ has done, forgive you of your sins. And I wipe away your guilt, and I cover your transgressions. But I am also a just God. And as the text tells us, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren, the third and fourth generation, I will not allow sin to go unpunished. And when the Lord says that He will visit the iniquity of the fathers on the children, I think what he means is that he will visit the effects of the sin of the fathers on the children. I grew up in a house where my father taught me to drink. And every night, the bottle of bourbon and the bottle of vermouth came out. And we drank Manhattans together. He taught me to drink. And I know quite well, were it not for the intervention of Jesus Christ, I would have been, uh, been drawn down that road toward alcoholism. But it was Jesus Christ who intervened. And it's so often that the sins of the fathers and the effects of the sins of the fathers are passed down generationally in our families. And this is what God is declaring to us. And when when God revealed Himself to Moses, what did Moses do? Uh, verse 8, Moses made haste to bow down toward the earth and worship. And he prayed uh, before the Lord. Uh, verses 8 and 9 again, Moses made haste to bow down toward the earth and worship. And he said, uh, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray let the Lord go along in our midst, even though the people are an obstinate people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us as your own possession. O oh Lord God, bowing before Him, Moses, laying on His face before the Lord and crying out to the Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, and the idea of finding favor there is finding grace. Yes, Moses had found grace before the Lord. Just as Noah, centuries before, had found grace before the Lord. Found favor before the Lord. And as a result of God, the Lord revealing Himself to Moses, He bowed down and prayed and begged for pardon. Listen again to these great words. Even though the people are so obstinate, pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us as your own possession. This is not only Moses' prayer, this is your prayer. Oh God, Although I am so obstinate, pardon 
my sin and my transgression and take me, take me as your own possession, as your inheritance. And as Moses bows down before the Lord, here the Lord also renews His covenant with Moses. And as we contemplate this, as we come together as God's people, one of the objectives that God Himself has in mind is renewing His covenant with us and refreshing us anew with His covenant grace. Verse 10 says, Then God said, Behold, I am going to make a covenant before all your people. It's not a new covenant. It's a renewal of the covenant. And in verse 28, it says, So he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did not eat bread or drink water. And he, that is the Lord, wrote in the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. The Lord Himself with His own finger inscribed the covenant on the tablets of stone. And here was a great renewal of God's covenant. And when you and I come together as God's people, the assembly of God's church, God is about the business of renewing His covenant with you and with me. Tonight, we are going to celebrate the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. And when you come this evening to enjoy the Lord's Supper, when you take the bread in your hand and remember Jesus Christ, say, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus that You bore my sins in Your body on the cross. And when You take the cup, the fruit of the vine, and You taste of the fruit of the vine, remember our Lord Jesus Christ that He shed His blood on the cross for the likes of you and me, and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you love me, and you died on that cross for me. And in that, in that participation of the sacrament, in that eating of the bread, in that drinking of the fruit of the vine, God Himself And our Lord Jesus Christ is renewing His covenant love with you. And He's saying, I am your God and you are my people. And I will always dwell in your midst. And so, in the end, friends, this, this is what we must do. Week by week, we must come. Come together as the assembly of God's people to meet 
at Mount Zion and to come into the presence of the God who is the judge of all and to meet with Jesus Christ, the mediator of a better covenant. And as we do so, He commits Himself to meet here with us. He commits Himself to reveal Himself to us. And He commits Himself to renew His covenant love with you and with me. And so, come. Come to Mount Zion. Come to Mount Zion and meet with your God and hear the good words, I am with you and I love you. Come, friends. Come to Mount Zion. Let's pray together. Father, good You are to us, much better than we deserve. The the Scriptures have been given to us to lead us to You. And how thankful we are that that's the case. And so in this little bit of Your Word from Exodus 34, connected with Hebrews 12, we thank You that You teach us that You desire us to come to You to enter into Your presence, to learn from You, the living God, and to be refreshed in covenant with You. And so we pray, Father, that week by week, This would certainly be the case as we come to your house and come to Mount Zion. Grant us this grace and blessing, we pray, in the good name of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord. Amen.